Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own. It's episode bonus because we're having a bonus episode today. We are adding in an extra podcast to announce something that is completely unexpected. Didn't know this day would come, but we get to have this awesome 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 workshop with james kelly and so we brought james kelly on with us right now hey james hey how's it going <laughs> we got james here we will quickly introduce him and he'll introduce himself but we are announcing as you've already seen in the podcast title that we're doing a Faroe islands workshop so quickly the details for those of you interested in jumping in it's going to be a 2228 dollar podcast if you get it in the early days after a certain date which is undisclosed because i don't know if it's going to be after july or after august but it will be more to jump in after that point at 2500 so be in the early days of 2228 you know what i'm just gonna bail on all of that cross out aaron king's little business mind I'm not going to do that. Let's just make it 2228 because that's going to cover the cost and give us, myself, Brendan, and James a little bit back for all the work that we'll do for seven days out at the Faroe Islands Workshop. If you guys want to get it today, it is available to purchase from our site or from James' site and is going to require a deposit of 1114 down. And so this workshop is in September from September 10th through the 17th. So it's seven days I mean, actually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven nights and seven days. So you hang out with us on Monday at Hotel Torshav. And how do you pronounce that? Torshav? Torshan. Torshan, yes. Torshan. Torshan. Hotel Torshan, yes. Torshan. Hotel Torshan in Faroe Islands, a place <laughs> that I never thought I'd ever get a chance to go. And we start there on the 10th and go all the way through the 17th of September. It's going to be a fantastic workshop. Brendan mm-hmm. and I have never been there. James Kelly is the genius expert who has been there. He has a fiance wife who is from there. He is the expert. So let's introduce James Kelly right now. James, you are from Scotland um, in Edinburgh, or are you from a smaller city than Edinburgh? Oh, I'm from a much, much smaller city than Edinburgh. I'm, I'm from a little village. Well, I'm originally from just outside Aberdeen which is kind of oil capital of Europe the northeast of Scotland but at the moment I live between um, Inverness which everyone knows Inverness Loch Ness yeah. and then Aberdeen so I'm bang smack in the middle so yeah I'm very lucky that I'm, I'm in a, a great position just to visit so many amazing locations Oh, yeah, absolutely. And James mm. has been posting videos to the Photog Adventures group He is literally the third member of the Photog Adventures group. He <laughs> brings to us the Photog Adventure from UK. He even has a Faroe Islands video that's coming out soon. The one that I'm checking out here later, James, you think it's ready to actually put on YouTube or we have some stuff that we need to do oh, to it? Oh, man, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> I'm prepared for the comments back. I'm hope it's, I'm hope it's good to go. So, uh, oh, no yeah. <laughs> worries. I mean, we're going to be so freaking amazed to just Faroe Island footage that doesn't even matter. You mm. could have filmed anything. And it sounds like yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. It was literally three weeks of just the worst weather you could imagine. So uh, I'm I'm very happy with what I got, 
but I know I can do better, so I will do better. So <laughs> you yeah. better because you know how high of a standard so, that we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the what was the weather like? Was the weather really snowy or rainy or everything? So the three weeks I had there, the, the days that I wasn't able to go out and take pictures were the nice days. Um, every other free day I had, we were getting eighty mile an hour winds that would just come out of nowhere. So it would be very peaceful, and then you would hear a rumble. The next you know you're lying on the floor because the winds hit you or you know, you just, you can't open the car door. So you just stay in and then you have the rain, then there's thick fog, then there's snow. So just everything, everything got thrown at me for that three weeks. And it was just, you know, I, at one stage I was stuck indoors, I think for five days. So I got major oh. cabin fever for five days. wasn't outside. Yeah. I know a little bit about cabin fever right now. Mm. If you guys notice the change in my voice at all, my family has hand, foot, and mouth. And so we're in a quarantine. I came back from Moab trip knowing that they might be sick, found out they're really sick. They have hand, foot, and mouth. My kids are suffering from it. As soon as I entered the house, I was not allowed to leave for two weeks, or at least I went to the store and I wiped off everything that I touched, and everything that I touched I mostly bought so that I wouldn't spread it around, but I'm a carrier, and I'm actually losing Mm -hmm. my voice a little bit right now because of it, so I'm sipping uh, lemon juice and water, which is a fantastic flavor for my teeth, (laughs) but yeah, so Kevin Fever, I have another week and a half of this, James, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I'll send you lots of videos of my future trips coming up this next week, okay? <laughs> Will that make me happier or jealous and bitter with rage? <laughs> Hopefully jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Brendan and I are friggin' stoked that we get to go out with him, but mm. you guys know James Kelly from the Facebook listeners group, and if you're not in the Facebook listeners group, you've only heard us mention him or seen our videos where we point out his awesome picture from Faroe Islands right here behind our head, or even the one that has the aurora that's up there that usually is out of frame on the shots, but... You kind of know James Kelly. So quickly, James, who is James Kelly? What's your photography background? What's your photography favorites? And then tell us why Faroe Islands and what's your connection with Faroe Islands? Okay, my photographic background, I've been at it since 2013. I studied photography, did the nightclubs, fell into weddings, and now I split my time between about 30 weddings a year and landscape. That's that's my, my polar opposites, but I love them both. Um, Faroe Islands, why the Faroe Islands was, as you said before, my fiance, she's from the Faroe Islands. I met her uh, six years ago and literally within a couple of months, she took me up there and I fell in love with the place. Just, it's a photographer's paradise. It's a dream. And at the moment, it's very, very quiet. Um, I do see it in the next few years blowing up like Iceland has done with the photographers. Yeah. Which would be a little bit sad, but... There's so many hidden locations to go and photograph. It's it's unbelievable. And so for the last five years, um, I spend about 10 to 12 weeks a year there. So I've been able to explore loads of different locations in all different seasons and really get to know the kind of undiscovered Faroe Islands, which is the tagline that they use for the tourism is Faroe Islands are undiscovered. No one knows about them. Everyone thinks they're in Egypt. You know, um, <laughs> so that's kind I of, <laughs> yeah, the Pharaoh, many people think it's hot, you know, it's, it's anything but hot. So the best way to describe it, if you took the black beaches of Iceland, the fjords of Norway, and then the barrenness of like the remote Scotland and Shetland, slammed them all together. And that's the Faroe Islands. You know, it's a collection of <laughs> wow. 18 islands, 50,000 people. So it's not big, you know, Um I think there's something like 150,000 sheep. <laughs> How many people the sheep ratio? 
oh, it is like three three sheep to to uh, to one person or something <laughs> like that, you know. Um, the wildlife for like birds is unbelievable. Major puffins and and um, Arctic terns, everything. Um, and then, of course, there's just, you know, it's built on fishing, the fishing industry, but it's just a phenomenal place with the most amazing people and breathtaking landscape. Well, with this awesome, breathtaking landscape, I don't see a single tree. So how is this possible to be a breathtaking landscape? I'm so used to trees, desert, trees, desert. This is a green <laughs> tundra of rock with floating islands of water. I mean, the Faroe Islands is a bizarro place. It is. It's very strange. It is just so remote. And, you know, trees, there's no tree. Well, there is trees. There's mini forests that were, I believe, I, I could be wrong in this, they are originally planted by in World War II or just after World War oh. II, mainly mm. by the British. But they're not tall forests and they're very condensed because the wind is so strong and the ground is so wet that just to support trees is very difficult. So... <laughs> Hmm. You know, when you think about it, if you're standing in a forest and you've got high wind coming, those trees overall block the wind. Right. Because it's so wide open, you know, and they're not, the mountains are not overly high that it just, bam, the wind just hits you. And, you know, every fjord has a different weather system. So, you know, if it's raining in one part, you'll just move to another part where it could be snowing or move to another one where it's foggy or move to another one where it's sunny. It's, it's just unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> we are oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, no kidding, right? I mean, we had no idea we could add this to our, you know, repertoire of workshops <laughs> this year. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to give you a few more details of the workshop right now. Don't worry, guys, we will summarize all of it at the very end specifically, but this workshop yeah. September 10th through September 17th, you fly yourself out there. You got to pay for your own flight to get out there. But as far as hotel stay and food and travel, once you're there, you're taken care of. All of the mm -hmm. money that you put towards the 2200 28 is covering the fact of your stay, your food, your travel. And so you just get to show up and let James guide us around and let Brandon and I be a bunch of goofballs that we hang out with you and help you with photography. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, and nice. so thinking about those seven days, James, can you explain where are we going to go? What are we going to see? We are going to see everything, everything that we could possibly, the pharaohs can offer. So you Google the Faroe Islands and you will see the traditional photographs of the, the waterfall. It's in Gasadaro, which I'll send you pictures of. Uh, so on yeah. Feli, which is the mountain you can drive up, which is the one that you've got behind you with the, 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 the clouds. You're gonna yeah the clouds yeah you're gonna visit Saxon so Saxon's a very beautiful village um tiny tiny little village with a, a seawater bay that's enclosed um you know we're just gonna view so many different locations everything from high hills to so many waterfalls to you know even if we get clear nights as well you know there's very very little light pollution oh. in the Faroe Islands it doesn't take much to get on top of a hill on top of a mountain. <laughs> The, it's you know gonna it's going to be excited. hopefully possible it just depends on the weather the thing with the fairies is the yeah. weather is so mm -hmm. unpredictable and especially being as a landscape photographer you know the weather is everything you know um and the time of year that we're doing it we're not going to really get terrible bad weather it's still going to be a little bit warm but you still kind of have to pack as if it could snow you never know you know we are also coming into September, so you are at the start of the aurora season as well. Uh, and being that yes. kind of so close to Iceland, you do get it. Um, last year, I had a whole month of it. Every night, we had Northern Lights. 
Um, wow. So you're going to get ever-changing light, ever-changing landscapes. And the beauty of this workshop is we will have an itinerary. We'll have a kind of rough schedule of what we're going to do. But nothing will be definite until the night before. Because that's what you do in the Fados. <laughs> you plan everything around the weather of the night before, the morning of. Um, it's a bit of a surprise. So, you know, the anticipation of not knowing where we're going to do or what we're going to do. But we'll have it all planned. We'll just jump in the car. And the amazing thing is everything is so close that the kind of running joke is that everything's about 45 minutes away. Um, so it doesn't take long That's to drive awesome. places. So you can drive from Torsham, which is the, the, the capital, to the second biggest town, which is Klaxvik, which involves going under a 10-kilometre undersea tunnel. So I head up to Klaxvik, which has this village with these really high peak mountains all around it with a, like a fjord style. And then you've got Vesmina, which is this beautiful town that's built up in a mountainside. And there's a secret little road that no tourist ever goes up to. And it oh. takes for about 10, 15 minutes to drive to the top. And you go past all these man-made dams that they have. Because a lot of it's hydroelectricity. And the next thing you know, oh. you climb up this waterfall and you're in a valley with no one around. You know, no tourist ever goes here. There's waterfalls everywhere. You could climb up the left-hand side of the fjord, which maybe take you about 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, 45 minutes, depending on how your fitness level. And you're looking down into the sea, you know, and you're looking over towards Canada sort of thing, you know, and it's, it's you're just surrounded by everything. So, uh, yeah, so the whole week's going to be full on uh, outdoors. Your lungs are going to come back so fresh with amazing fresh sea air. Um you can, you know, hopefully try some of the exotic food that they have in the Faroe Islands as well. You know, and we'll live off uh, hot dogs from the uh, the uh, <laughs> pedal stations, which are amazing. You know, they are awesome. So that's that's it. You know, we're just I'm going to take you to these amazing locations. We're going to go to the generic places that you see, but we're also going off the, um, off the beaten track to take you to locations that you would never go to if you went there yourself. That yeah. is fantastic. Well, that explains that's freaking it. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Mm. And it makes me feel like, uh, how am I lucky enough to get a go on this? Because this is going to be sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My photographic mouth is watering just <laughs> listening to all of that. I mean, seriously. <laughs> should we? <coughs> Sorry, guys. Should we bring up Brendan's new phrase? Brendan has a new t-shirt catch catchphrase. Okay. And it, it is, I'll take my lens cap off for that. <laughs> I took my lens cap off for that. We were walking. We were walking back from the windows of a beautiful sunset, and we're carrying our cameras, you know, lens cap on and all that. And he sees something. He's like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" I took my lens cap off for that. And then we've been saying it ever since. Like, oh, I took my lens cap off. My lens cap off for that. Hey, awesome. my lens cap's always so, off. <laughs> so coming to a t-shirt near you guys, Photog Adventures. I take my lens cap off for that. So. I'm looking at more of the details. We spread out some more details for you guys. On this situation, you have three photography instructors and only 12 students. And so we're looking at having a major awesome ratio of student to instructor where you can get a lot of hands-on experience, experience from James who's been there, myself mm -hmm. and Brendan who know our cameras and love photography. And so you get a lot of hands-on instruction, have a lot of fun there. And if you are someone who already knows your camera, obviously you'll be fine. You don't mm -hmm. need us to bother you. But because mm -hmm. of James, we're going to be taken on that trail, that awesome little trail that's going to get us up in that valley that no other tourist goes. I mean, imagine going to a place this beautiful and this foreign and this, you know, photogenic, and yet not being there with hordes of other photographers showing up in your shot or people standing there in your art mm -hmm. shot. 
like we had at Moab. I mean, this is going to be uh, just an out of this world experience. Definitely. Yeah. After, after the last weekend we had at Moab, um, I literally had a tourist stop his car in the middle of the road, <laughs> get out and literally walk. I mean, his car was parked probably 12 feet from me. And my camera was 100 millimeter aimed at a certain rock. And he literally rocked right in front of my camera <laughs> between my camera and his car. And literally right in the middle of my shot, like dead center. I'm like, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me. You're kidding me, dude. And it was, it was so like blatant, obvious tourist nonsense that I took my camera out and actually filmed it. Because uh, <laughs> it was just... I, I I couldn't resist. Please tell me it was you said too something much. to him. Do you not say something to him then? I, I I didn't. I just oh, let that one man. go. It was the first. It was the first and only offense that I had the whole weekend. But <laughs> oh. still, man, it was it was insane. They'd be getting a mouthful <laughs> of sarcasm from me if they would. I would just just oh, it's happened before. There's nothing worse than you know a tourist and and, and me being British. You know, we we like our sarcasm, and then you add the oh, Scottish, yeah. you got the humor. So we're very good at the sarcasm. So when someone is 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 an idiot and does something like that, you know. Yeah, we were very polite to them in a very sarcastic kind of way, and eventually they get the hint, mm-hmm. you know, shift. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're not you're not going to have this at the moment with with the Faroe Islands. Is it is becoming a lot more popular, you know, and tourism is increasing by something like twenty seven percent a year, and photographers oh, wow. are becoming more drawn to it because of Iceland being so jam packed and Norway's next. Um, right, but right. we will be off the beaten track, and the good thing is, you know. The difference between this workshop than any other workshop that you have in the Faroes is the people who do these workshops don't actually spend the time that I've spent in the Faroes. I mean, I pretty much live in the Faroes at the moment. You know, we are moving there. We're mm. moving there in two years' time um, to live permanently. And the knowledge that I've I've built up is probably unlike any other photographer who's really been going there because, you know, I'm in with the local photographers. They show me the locations. We meet up. Um, so I have that kind of being an outsider but i have the local knowledge you know and also mm-hmm. i know the respect mm-hmm. so the big issue just now in the faders you know we're very lucky we don't have to do permits we don't we, you can use tripods oh, but the land is still it's loosely private so in scotland we have rowing rights you can literally go anywhere by foot in scotland and you're not breaking the laws as long as you don't do any damage but in the faders mm-hmm. the land mm-hmm. is owned by farmers but you literally just knock on the door and you ask them and this is what I've done. I've got to build relationships up with farmers and things like this that you can just knock on the door. Hey, how you doing? Do you mind if I go down your field and take some pictures? And yeah, they're fine. You know, you know, just <laughs> nice, bribe nice. them with a bottle of schnapps or something like that and they'll be happy. So that's, <laughs> you are going to be gold bringing there. I'm surprised that you're not just saving this for yourself. Why are you even including <laughs> Brendan and I? We're just so freaking lucky that we get to be a part of this. No, I you've got you to just, share it. <laughs> so I'm looking at some of the places we're going to go and just quickly, the link is down below the podcast in the show notes, or you can go to photogadventures.com forward slash adventures and you can quickly see it there, but there'll be a very specific link to go and get the information. Information like the trip pricing is this, and it doesn't include transport to the Faroe Islands, travel insurance and personal equipment. It doesn't include alcohol, soft drinks, or even paying for laundry, but it covers everything else. I mean, it is including, it says right here, it's including, I thought I had that paragraph right up. It's including seven nights accommodation. Each client will have a private accommodation with another person, (laughs) private with a friend. You got twin beds, so you guys understand this. You're not going to get your own hotel room and hotel Torshav. You're going to actually Torshan. 
Poor Sean. Poor Sean. You're actually going to have to share with someone. Now, it's not nearly as bad as what we've done to Drew and Kirk and our Photog <laughs> Adventures because they not only yeah. have shared the room, but they've had to share a bed. Mm. And so Brendan and I are in one queen bed. <laughs> Kirk and Drew are in the other. And uh, they're they're close friends. They're, they've become mm. fast friends through all of this. <laughs> Man, my throat. My throat is dying. <laughs> so we have breakfast, packed lunches, evening meals are included, personal tuition and critique sessions and post-processing tutorials mm -hmm. all happening through this, as well as transport throughout the trip. So everything, just like pay for it, forget it, and just come and have a blast. And now I look mm. at places that I want to go, and I'm going to quiz you on these areas, man. Okay. So, James, looking at my favorite shot of yours where you <sighs> say it's called something with a balloon and an X over the balloon. It's like Nord Rodular with a D with an X on the top. That place in Gassadalur Waterfall, is that where it is? Waterfall <laughs> Glassadour Waterfall. So Glassadour is a town. Um, what? No, Say that again. Glassadour, 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 Glassadour. So it basically means Goose Valley. Gassadour. Uh, I'm probably not even pronouncing it 100%, and I've been trying for the last couple of years to learn fair reasons. <laughs> it's not an easy language, trust me. Uh, Gassadour. Gassadour um, is, it basically means Goose, Goose Valley. And there's a, there's a lot oh, okay. of geese in the pharaohs, so um, you know you, you'll see them all mm. around. Um, the other place that we're going to take you, which is the biggest waterfall in the pharaohs, is called Fossadowler, and it's a huge, big, wide um, waterfall, and with just a little bit of rain. Now, I'll be honest with you, the pharaohs gets a lot of rain, hence the reason why they have so many waterfalls. But just <laughs> with a little bit of rain, this just floods. And, you know, you can walk halfway up and you're literally looking at this vertical cliff with this huge amount of water coming down, you know, and you can get these nice dramatic photographs. Um, depending on the weather for Gossadour, so where Gossadour is, the traditional view looks down onto the waterfall. But if the tide is out and if the weather conditions are okay, I will take you down the steps, which are extremely steep, and there's about 150, Ooh. 200 of them, but, but it'll take you down mm. onto what, what is effectively the seabed when the tide's out, and it gives you this amazing kind of looking directly at the waterfall kind of viewpoint. The thing with the faders, now I will be honest with you just now, with the influx of tourism, there's a lot of accidents happening because people are numpties okay so this is one of the reason is with myself coming is the safety side of it is i know you know you're not going to go right next to the sea cliff because they are crumbling you know that the islands are effectively crumbling away um just with the weather and everything and the way that they are mm. so the health and safety aspect of it as well is i'm going to keep an eye on people to make sure they're not going to do anything stupid everything obviously be at their own risk but you know let's all use our common sense but if the weather allows it we can get down these steps and it just this amazing view it took me four and a half years to get down there and it was maybe about 12 plus visits to this location over that time and um, but the weather just wasn't right the tide was in it just didn't work and then you know the picture that i have of that is with the sun setting with the waterfall just to the right and oh man i i ran up but i didn't run up i you, I was excited, but getting up those stairs was a, was a fair slug, um, especially with, uh, with about 15 kilos on my back, in my backpack. But, um, hmm. you know, we have all these amazing locations that we're going to go to, especially going to Saxon, which is a very popular tourist route. But again, if the weather allows it, we'll photograph Saxon and then we'll go for a walk down onto the bay and then it'll take us round to where the sea is and it, it kinda, it's out of sight, it's hidden. So most people don't go. 
but you go around and it just opens up to the the, the, the sea and you'll get the sun setting from the sea and it's oh, it's just unbelievable. It really is awesome. Ugh. When you guys go to the page and check it out, you're going to see all of James' photography. None of these pictures come from Brendan or myself. These no. are just pictures from James, who he's been out there. And next year, when we go again, because mm-hmm. we're planning on doing it in 2019, you'll actually have some of Brendan in my pictures <laughs> to show how it actually went. It's going to be a blast. And when you look at this, you see this one picture. He has the sunset, and he has the island, and this waterfall that's pouring off of the island into mm-hmm. the ocean. I mean, it's just... Uh, it's fantastic. Now, where where is that place that has the crazy floating lake? It seems like it's floating, yeah. even though every lake in the world is just like that lake. But for some yeah. reason, it's so close to a cliff edge of the ocean, it seems like it's out of place. So that's actually not far from Gossa there, from the waterfall. The when Depending when you, we fly in, depending on, the, on the, the, the wind direction, you'll either fly over that lake... So you're going to fly over it, you're going to see it, you're going to fly, fly right over and it curves round and plain land. Okay. Or we'll come in the other side, which is the west side, which will come over kind of Meachness Island, which is where all the puffins are. And you'll land, mm. and you'll literally land right above a town. So um, off the top of my head, it's gone completely out of the name of the name of the lake, but it's called the Floating Lake. And basically we park, we walk out, it takes about half an hour to walk out. It's all, there's a nice little pathway and it's a, it's a, a cliff edge straight into the sea drop right down it's really high up <laughs> but the lake sits at the top of the cliff you know there's not much distance between the cliff and the sea and it's also the longest cliff um in in the pharaohs and uh, the longest uh, lake in the pharaohs as well um oh. so it's, it's absolutely phenomenal and you can get low down you can get really high up so you get both compositions of the cliff and the the the, the lake as well it's, it's it's awesome it really is yeah Oh, it's going to be incredible. What can people expect for, say, we wake up to go to the sunrise the first day, we're the, the first morning we're there. What time do you think we'll have to wake up for the sunrise to get to our first location? Are they going to get zero sleep or tons? <laughs> oh, zero sleep. You're going to get zero, zero sleep. So <laughs> in the summer months, you know, they, they run on, I think, probably about three hours of darkness. So coming into September, it's starting to get dark. You're now coming into the autumn the green, green grass kind of starts to change its color to um, an orangey, yellow kind of color, which is awesome. It's absolutely beautiful. So, you know, we're, we're, we're coming at the, the, in my opinion, September, October is the best time of year to go. Um, and then also looking kind of April, May, because you are getting a little bit of sleep. But at the same time, we are going to be getting up. Sunrises, we are going to be awake for probably about three, four o'clock in the morning. The good thing is where we're awesome. staying. Bring it on. Where we're staying, um, because we're going to be on the east side, we're actually not going to be that far away from the locations that we're going to be doing the sunrise. So that's amazing. Oh, sweet. The, the, the sun awesome. sets, on the other hand, we are going to be on the west side. So there's going to be a little bit more of a trek. But I mean, we're talking no more than 45 minutes to an hour's worth of driving, and we'll be doing all the driving for you, so it'll be fine. But there's so many different locations where we're going to go and photograph the sunrise and being looking at the sea with the sun coming up with mountains behind. Um, you know, we'll travel up the old um, the old mountain road and I'll explain about all these roads because the pharaohs love tunnels. They have tunnels under the sea. They have tunnels through mountains. Um, they're building one at the moment, which runs from, Tors- um, from Torshan to um, Runovic. And in the middle, they're building a roundabout under the sea. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So Whoa. they're building a roundabout in a tunnel 
under the sea at the moment. So that's not going to be finished until late next year and the year after. Um, oh, man. But, you know, these take you everywhere. And, you know, we're going to be up high. We're going to be down low. We're going to be on the black beaches. You know, if we get the slightest bit of wind, we're going to get really rough waves. Um, it's, it's just going to be epic. It's the only way I could describe it is epic. <laughs> man we are i can't say it enough we're so lucky we're so lucky to have you part of photog adventures we're so lucky to be a part of this yeah. workshop i mean i feel like we've lost the point that he's the third member of the photog adventures in all this discussion of Faroe islands and this <laughs> workshop That's so fine. we're gonna have to do another podcast with you in the future but let's talk a little bit about the logistics um mm-hmm. starting first with just what do you think people need to make sure they bring when it comes to camera equipment Filters, no filters, long so, lens, short lens. Yeah, everything. Bring it all. Um, this Are is the thing hike as well with, with all locations. of it all the time? Yeah, with the locations that we're going to go, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm not a minimalistic kind of guy when it comes to gear because you never know what you're going to get. So I would definitely look at bringing wide angle lenses and then also bringing, you know, like a nice 70 to 200 kind of telephoto lens if you've got um, filters. If you're a filter lover, take your filters definitely take lots of lens cloths i mean you cannot have enough lens cloths that's one thing i will <laughs> definitely recommend because if it's not raining if it's not foggy or misty you might get sea spray so you just want to keep everything clean um i've been running with a new peak design rain covers for the cameras and they've been phenomenal uh, absolutely great for keeping everything dry and salt air waterproof clothing warm clothing you know hell even shorts and t-shirt you just don't know what the weather is going to be um <laughs> so it's going to be one of those cases of where i would i would seriously pack for everything because you just don't know how the weather's going to be it's you know when you go up to iceland you know it's going to be cold and you know that the, the the summers are slightly warmer but with the pharaohs they are bang smack in the middle you just don't know what you're going to get so take take a range of everything take a good tripod with you um, take dry clothes for lounging in and take um, waterproofs and a good pair of boots as well um, and warm socks, you know, because we are going to be standing around and, you know, we have the saying in Scotland that you can get the four seasons in one day, um, especially where the weather is just now. But in the Faroe Islands, you'll get the four seasons in different fjords or you'll get them in an hour. It'll change that Whoa. much, you know. And this is what I'm saying is the weather just rapidly changes. It's 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 crazy, you know. So, you know, take everything. Um, your luggage allowance, if you're flying in, is roughly about 23 um, kilos a bag. Um, when you fly to the Faroes, now only, well... If you're flying via Denmark, then you can fly um, via SAS or the Fairways own airline, which is Atlantic Airways. They've only just let SAS in. But if you're flying with Atlantic Airways, it's 23 kilos for your bag. Um, to be honest, your hand luggage, I normally fly up with about 19 kilos in my in my rucksack. So all my gear, all my hard drives are in my rucksack. It comes at 19 kilos. It's never been weighed. Okay. Um, but I as think you're, you're like... On the plane. Yeah, I think you're looking at about 35 bucks for an extra bag, you know, so pay that extra $35 and take an extra bag, you know, and that's another 23 kilos for you. And um, this, uh, hopefully um, Atlantic Airways are not listening to this, but we are normally about a kilo or two over in our bags. And again, if you're there first in the queue, they won't bat an eyelid. So they're amazing that way. They're amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Let's but, let's expand a little bit more on the flight situation. Yeah. As you mentioned, if you're coming in from Denmark, flying into Faroe Islands, there's only a couple places that actually 
connect with Faroe Islands? Yeah, so flying into the Faroes, you your options are Edinburgh, flying into Scotland, and then from Edinburgh up to the Faroe Islands, it's around about um, $200 uh, return, and it takes an hour and 10 minutes. You can fly into Iceland. Iceland is $168 return, um, and again, it's only about an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. Or your other option is Bergen, which is very rare in Norway, or you can come via Denmark. Denmark's a little more expensive. It's about $270 and it takes two and a half hours. Um, but those flights into Denmark are daily. Um, there's about two or three a day. There is every Monday and Friday is from Edinburgh and Iceland. So every Mondays and Fridays, which is the date that we're organizing the tour in, we're basing it around the Iceland flights and the Edinburgh flight as well. Okay, nice. so when they're looking for flights on their own places, you recommend a website, skyscanner.net? Skyscanner.net is a good one for kind of looking at your flights. Um, if you are booking your flights and you're not doing it through Skyscanner, do it through Atlantic Airways, especially, you know, get to Iceland or get to Edinburgh, however you want to, but book your flights via the website on Atlantic Airways because it's a great website. <laughs> That's going to give give you your cheapest deal, uh, but Skyscanner for me is is an absolutely phenomenal website that I use for just kind of finding and sourcing at the cheapest flights. It's a great resource to ballpark, uh, you know, the the arrival times and the prices and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a good resource. Yeah, right on. I I, I haven't mentioned yet that the Faroe Islands is between sort of if you looked at the triangle of Norway, Iceland, the United Kingdom, where you see Scotland at the top. You could see right in the middle of that is the Faroe Islands. And so if you guys don't even know where that is, it's dead center between Iceland, Norway, and Scotland. And so yeah. flying to Scotland, Edinburgh, or over to Denmark, Copenhagen, you can fly from those locations to get into Faroe Islands. Mm -hmm. Now, you, can't fly from, you can fly from Iceland to the Faroes, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, so that's another option. So you guys look at your flights, and if you guys are uh, you know savvy like uh, James, myself, and Brendan are, Go in before the workshop and stop in Iceland and enjoy your time there or yeah. on your way out. Have a blast. Do something because you're out here and you're going to be going there on the way. And, Brendan, what was that thing you just saw recently about Iceland? Oh, there's like a seven-day layover in Iceland uh, depending on which direction you're coming. So um, check out the uh, Atlantic or Icelandic uh, Airlines website and see yeah. – uh, what the deal is with that. That sounds cool. So basically they're encouraging you to stay. Hey, don't yeah. fly out yet. You can stay for seven days and your right. flight will cost the same. They right. just want you to be here in Iceland. That's all. That's freaking awesome. Definitely. They're pushing the tourism in Iceland so much. They really are. And fairies are going down the same route. They're trying to push the tourism. And it's, you know, so it's, it's, it's you know, to me, Iceland's overcrowded. It's somewhere I've, I've been dreaming of going, but I kind of not want to go at the moment because it's so popular. Um, but it's, <laughs> I'm trying to find out different areas, you know, which is, you know, the Faroes is that at the moment, you know, get there now before, before things start to become really strict. So like, for instance, there's been lots of people coming with drones and they're causing some of the issues flying them near the airport. So now what's happening is they're, they're clamping mm -hmm. down on, on, um, on drones you know there has been no. a couple of deaths over the last couple of years with tourists falling off cliffs so now you know you've got to be guided with someone going up certain paths and stuff like that because there is no paths it is just literally you're walking up a field you know you know wow. you go you go into the Zion National Park come to the Cairngorms in Scotland and there's paths everywhere They're like motorways in the Faroes there's not there's nothing you know so you are literally 
you know, you've got to be very sensible about it, especially like I say, the weather changes, so fog can come in. So I'll have maps and everything with us. And, you know, I know that there is um, pegs, colored pegs, which kind of show the farmers how to get back. So I know how to look out for them. Interesting. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I also saw on here that you put laptop for post-processing. What kind of opportunity yeah. will we have to do some workshops using their own laptops and teaching that? Hopefully. So, you know, fingers crossed, if I'm honest, that we're going to spend as much time as we can on the landscape out taking pictures. But then, like I said, the weather can deteriorate very quickly. So worst mm. case scenario, if in the afternoon that the weather is miserable or at night, it looks like it's just going to be a storm. Bring your laptops if you have them. And then let's, you know, we'll organize a room and we'll get some food and we'll sit around, we'll get a, a projector and we'll go over the post-processing, you know. So we'll kind of, if anyone's having any issues, we'll help cover that, uh, any hints and tips. And even just looking at my images, how I edit them um, and just take it from there. But it's just really, I find it's really nice if we're all just in a room and we're bonding over kind of the editing and getting other people's opinions and things like that. So definitely. Awesome. Cool. Completely yeah. agree. Mm. Any pending questions that you have, Brendan, for for James on this trip? No, man, I'm just super, super excited. Um, the more I hear about it, the little bit of research that I do here and there and look at pictures and areas and that floating lake mm. is just, uh, I mean, ever since I've seen that picture, I've wanted that you yeah. know, shot for myself. So I know, yeah. right? They, they've actually just added. It. So on the opposite side of the mm -hmm. lake, um, they have an area where they do a little bit of horse racing stuff. They've just um, embedded a beautiful statue, like a, a, a metal statue of a horse leaping out of the water and it's in the lake and it's all lit up. It's only just gone in the last couple of months. So if you think about oh, wow. um, long exposures, nighttime, this sort of stuff with that kind of that statue in the water <laughs> is, is phenomenal. They really love their art up in the Faroes. You know, they really celebrate art and culture. So there's lots of that. It's the same with the tunnel under the mountain, uh, under the, the sea to um, Klaxvik. And there's an artist is actually um, using lights and he has these beautiful light colors in the middle of the, the tunnel. So we can actually stop in a lay by under the sea and photograph this tunnel with slow exposures with cars going all around as well. Wow. So that would <laughs> be sounds awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I've done it once and it's an amazing. It really is amazing. So. <laughs> On a yeah. bad weather night, can we get in that tunnel? Yeah, tunnels open all the time, so that's no problem at all. You know, again, Fantastic. you know, talking about one of the reasons we're coming on one of these workshops is they, they charge you to go under these tunnels, and, you know, we take care of all that, so it's all included. Mm. So if we have to do that a few times, that's no problem. It's the same with going to all the islands. You know, this is the one thing about doing something like this with us over going yourself is we... We're not going to restrict you. We're going to take you everywhere, you know. And and let's see. I know the place almost like the back of my hand now. So you'll be you'll be spoiled. And I know, you know. Let's let's go and have <laughs> oh, yeah. a party and have fun. Definitely. Yeah, with seven full days of this. I mean, yeah. Brendan and I's workshops are only four nights for Milky Way. Seven straight days is going to be a friggin' blast. Yeah, definitely. And they, and I'm going to mention this as well. You know, as I say, with the fair is becoming more popular. These courses in the future are only going to get more expensive because. You know, if true, I'm honest with you, true. I actually looked at doing this workshop last year. Um, unfortunately, family commitments, I wasn't able to do it. And hotel costs have actually almost doubled since last what? year. Because, you wow. know, you like you look at Iceland, you know, it's cheap to get there. But when you're there, it's really expensive. It's the same with Norway. It's the same with a lot mm. of Europe and, and the Faroe Islands. Taxes are really high. Tourism's coming in. So, you know, you do pay a lot for your hotels. And this is one of the reasons why, we you know, we said bunking up with someone 
it, if we were to do single supplement rooms for people, it would be so much more money. You know, it would be a lot, lot more oh, money yeah. because they charge more for single rooms or for one person and things right, like this. So, right. you know, yeah, this is totally. keeping the price down. Definitely keeps the price down. I think it's the best way to do it as well. But, you know, I'm just saying this to people who are thinking, humming and hand about this. I say do it now because the, like Iceland, the Faroe Islands are only going to get more expensive over the next couple of years. So come now. And full disclosure, behind the scenes, it was crazy putting a reservation for a hotel room for 14 people. That was $10,000 on our credit card. I was like, oh, 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 wow. I could have bought two 5D Mark IVs instead. Yikes. So we really desperately need you guys to come with us so that we can pay that $10,000 back. And we really desperately want you guys to come with us because this is going to be a freaking blast. We get to go with the actual local in James Kelly, get out the Faroe Islands. Again, all the information you can find at our Photog Adventures dot com website forward slash adventures you'll see the Faroe islands adventure the links down below in the in the description but also september 2018 from the 10th to the 17th we're gonna have a full week of time there monday through monday get yourself out there everything's included it will cost 2228 to go instead of trying to get you guys encouraged to buy now instead of later i had another price but forget all that nonsense let's just make it so that you guys are excited about coming join us there will be a deposit though so if you guys sign up right now you'll have to pay the deposit of 1114 but that helps us pay for the things that we have to rent in advance and so please do put that deposit down and we just can't wait we can't wait to discover the undiscovered Faroe Islands. Mm. One thing I'm going to add, I'm going to add this in here, with the price as well, it's a phenomenal price because if you do your research on other companies who are doing something similar, you're looking anything between three and $6,000 for right. seven days. So yeah. the price that we're doing this is, is, is an absolute cracker. And again, it's just local knowledge keeps price down and all this sort of stuff and it's just Mm -hmm. ridiculous what some companies are charging you know so at that price you know you're not going to get it cheaper you're really not (laughs) it's fantastic and next year 2019 it's probably going to go up a little bit so come join us this year it's going to be amazing so any last yeah. parting words, you guys, before we say goodbye and say go and check this out and hopefully bye? No, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm really excited to meet everybody because everyone is going to come. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> excited. I mean, the, 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 the few uh, small groups in the workshop we did last year was just so much fun and meeting new people and, and meeting people that had uh, already listened to podcasts or seen our videos. And uh, it's just cool to interact with them because they've seen us so many times on the videos or listened to us on the you know podcasts and heard our experiences. But we're, it's, it's really cool to get that back, to, to hear their experiences, to meet them mm. in person and to, to find out what their story is and get to know them is just really, really fun. So I'm super excited to join with you guys and to discover the undiscovered. I love that yeah. tagline. I want to put that everywhere. And, uh, Don't you steal yeah. it. I copyright it. <laughs> Registering it. You know what? Let's just, yeah. you know what? I'm going to add a bonus thing in. Okay. So, uh-huh. um, everyone Massages who joins, from James. this is bonus. Everyone who joins this course. Okay. So everyone who joins all 12 people who book from this workshop, they pick their favorite photograph. And I will get it printed for them, an 18 by 12 inch on fine art paper and deliver it to them. So that's to every oh. single person. I will do that for them. And you guys that as well. I'll awesome. get one done for you guys I was going to well. say, does that include us too? Because that I includes that. you guys. So everyone who books <laughs> in this course is going to get their favorite image, 18 by 12 inch printed, and I will get it to them. And it'll be done on fine art print. I'm a lover of print, so it'll be done to the highest quality. That is oh, great. You're a saint, man. 
You're a saint. Brendan, I never offered anything except jokes. Hey, you're doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> and what will be fun is while we're out there, guys, just speaking of the podcast, is we'll have to record an episode. We most likely won't have something already recorded and ready to go out for that 17th. So it'll be really fun to get a bunch of you guys right there in a giant group and do a live <laughs> podcast. It'll be a blast. It'll be hectic and chaotic. There'll be like two mics available, but man, let's do it. Talk about how the trip Yeah, went. that'll be fun. Ace. Yeah. That will be. So thanks, guys, for listening to this bonus podcast talking about our Faroe Islands workshop. Brendan and I are so stoked about it and especially excited because we're legally allowed to sell it. We can <laughs> actually sell it. Nicole and Definitely. Kathy, man, we are not just talking about something we want to do. We're right. actually able to sell it. <laughs> it's so exciting. So go check it out. Buy it right now. Not sure how fast slots will sell with us, but we'll see. If we get the 12 too quickly, we'll have to plan you guys for 2019. Yeah. Or what do you guys think if we sell so fast that we do an earlier one before summer? Hmm? Huh? A couple months away? That'd be awesome. I think we could uh, squeeze one in. Yeah, if it sells out. Oh, I hope we get 12 other people who really wish they could have bought it because then we could all go sooner. Oh, okay. That's one of those problems that's a nice problem to have, I guess, is uh, <laughs> to meet people that want it. That's you a good problem. I'm looking at my diary. We can maybe do one in August. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, we're excited. Can't stop talking about it. We got to talk. We got to stop now. My voice is going away. You guys are awesome. Thanks, James. Thanks for Brendan for joining me right now. Yeah, Brendan no is not here on site because of the quarantine. So he is outside of my home and he will not be. Hey, Brendan's kid. He will not be in the quarantine for quite a while. So <laughs> I am uh, stuck here with some sick family and myself. Oh, yeah. So, hey, thanks, guys. See you later. And I can't wait. I can't believe. That September is so far away. This sucks. Oh, it's going to come by quick, mate. Yeah, at the same time, it'll go. Yeah, it'll come fast. And I'll be glad to live my 36th year and not have to be 37 yet. Because after this trip, I'll be turning 37. So, boy, I don't want this trip to come any faster than it has to. (laughs) So, see you guys. Have a good one and talk to you later. Okay, see you guys.